Hello and welcome to another, well, very special edition of the Spitballing Pod. We've done our Monday edition, we've done our Thursday edition, but we couldn't let things slide after having England defeat Germany in the week and we do have a World Cup, well, World Cup, get a bit carried away, European quarterfinal on Saturday. Uh, I think I spoke to Jack in the week and he did point out to me that for as good as things were, by the time we get back to Monday's podcast, it could be quite the opposite and it could be quite depressing <laughs> if things have gone horribly wrong. So uh, we thought we'd make the most of the good times and kind of get our uh, our thoughts out now in just a little short uh, preview to get people through their afternoon at work and uh, get them pumped up for tomorrow's fixture. So we do have Sam Langston, Jack Harper, Tom Kennett with us, Alex, I think, will be joining shortly. So, Langston, if we start with you, you were at the game on Tuesday, as uh, most people, I imagine, were, were fantasising about being in that position. You were right in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, I got really lucky to um, to get a ticket to go along. And, um, yeah, it lived up to the expectations, I think, for, for everybody involved. Well, the first thing I thought was uh, I saw you post a video on Instagram during the day and you, you got down there pretty early by the looks of things to get kind of uh, right amongst it. How many, yeah. what was what was the ratio like of truly awful people compared to uh, <laughs> like normal people? Because I imagine there were some horrendous people in the mix. Yeah, so as you can imagine, there, there were a, a, a large percentage of what you call gammon heads, I suppose. Um, but I mean, we were saying all day, um, but we, we got there about about 12, 1, about that sort of time. And we were walking down towards sort of Wembley Way where you go to to get your food before the game and, and just have a look. And it was just absolutely rammed and you could hear it in the distance or the, or the cheering and everyone had sort of gathered at the end of Wembley Way. And they must have been giving out these little footballs. Um, and everyone was just booting these balls up in the air and watching them fly down and hit people. And uh, it's just crazy. But, um, yeah, proportion of, of idiots was, was quite high. But we were saying to each other, it's sort of what makes it Yeah, yeah. Well, the atmosphere I, I, it is. Um, I spoke about the game that we went to um, the Saturday before. And there was a couple there, but we had a couple of people behind us who were getting carried away early and chatting fuck the Germans before of during Italy Austria. So I did I did wonder what you're gonna be getting into, but um I still would have would have traded all sorts uh to be in the middle of it. If we go to the Germany game before we do the Ukraine one, uh TK when we spoke about it on Monday, the discussion we were having was around whether four at the back was better or five at the back was better. Um I think the news kind of broke early Tuesday morning. Were you of the persuasion that you, you doubted the result because of the five at the back or just you, you preferred the idea of having the four? Uh, I doubted the result because it was England-Germany. I didn't yeah. <laughs> give a really bad information we were going to line up with. I think I said on the pod, I was, I was going with the four in my mind just because it's what worked for us so far and we hadn't played the three in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but I was flexible on it. I, I didn't really have. I could see the argument for it. 
And I thought if you got the personnel right, I didn't have too many arguments with it. Obviously, now it looks an absolute masterstroke on his part. <laughs> uh, about 10 minutes into the game, I was definitely questioning it when we'd barely touched the ball. Yeah. But, uh, that can all be forgotten about now. That never happened. We we dominated them for 90 minutes. That was, that was what happened. <laughs> I saw a tweet that I think uh, you retweeted saying... Uh, up to 77 minutes, Christ, this is boring. Uh, 77 to 90, what a masterclass this was. <laughs> it literally, some, I, you know, it's like he's literally gone into your head and tweeted it. <laughs> they said, like, oh, this is so um, unimaginative and flat. I mean, this England team does have a way of making you feel like out of the game. Oh, that was never in doubt, was it? <laughs> I wish I'd had that confidence when I saw Thomas Muller running through. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. I don't know who's uh, making that, that racket there. Sounds like we're Alex or Langston, Langston, I think. It. Essentially, if we mute ourselves when we're not talking, then we should be sorted. Um, but, Jack, you you had maybe slightly more on the line with this, as we've referenced on the pod before, uh, your girlfriend's family's German. Would it have been like, so I, I work with a lady that's German and, she came in and wasn't too fussed the day after. I don't think she would have been if Germany had won. For you, would it have been kind of catastrophic from that side if Germany uh, had got the W? I mean, it would have been catastrophic anyway, but that's just added spice yeah, to, yeah. to the casserole. And it? Would they have rubbed it in was essentially... Uh... Yeah, they would have. And it's one of those horrible ones where her brother was born in Germany, but kind of grew up over here. But he's got a German passport and he's got an English accent and he supports both England and Germany. He's one of those horrible, horrible people. Um, and I just, I, I just can't be having that. I can't be having it. I, I that feels like a choice you have to make. Like, like so, yeah. you can yeah. argue for like, you know, uh, two nationalities, but I feel that that's a choice. That one. No, hundred percent, you're right. And I was given absolute stacks in the uh, German group. So <laughs> I, was, I was close to being exonerated from the family. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was totally, totally worth it. Sent photo of the German girl crying into the group chat as well. That didn't go down well. I was about eight pints in after the game, so it, my kind of wits weren't really about me at the time. But well, that's not even one, is it? Where it's like, uh, say you're Welsh and Brazilian, and it's like, okay, I can see why you're choosing yeah, exactly. this way around to be. Yeah, exactly. Like England, Germany's fairly like you just got to pick your way and go with it, like. I, I just I just want to say as well before we move on that you know yeah. a couple of weeks ago before we start the tournament where <coughs> I was in the days of backing Southgate where before I turned on him a little bit <laughs> and then um, I said that the reason why we pe- play these dull dreary games is when we do come up against someone decent and we need to kill the game off and seem assured we're doing this to plan for those games in the latter stages of the tournament. And it kind of looks like that worked because yeah. we, we just stifled them and then all of a sudden scored two goals in like seven minutes and away we go. Well, the lineup as we had it, so we had Saka starting, which I was quite pleased about, as I'm sure you're aware. But at the same time, uh, a lot of the country was calling for Grealish while not really giving us a position of how he fitted into the team or the system that we were going to play. Was anyone... Once you've seen the formation, doubting the personnel involved, like we had Kyle Walker, um, a centre back, we had Trippier at right back, which I think um, we spoke about on Monday, TK, that we quite like the idea of. Um, Sterling, undroppable in the position he was in. Kane, I guess, was the guy we questioned most while also acknowledging 
there's no way you can drop him here. Yeah. I, I saw Jamie O'Hara tweet before the game, and again, take that with a pinch of salt. Or oh, Christ. A kilogram of salt if you want. Where he says, um, I'm trying to stay positive, but seven defenders, my head's fallen off at that team. I'm like, we can't class Saka as a defender anymore no. on this team. And it's the perfect amount, really, when you look at it, that you're worried about a bit of pace with Werner, so you start Carl Walker to cover in the back, and then you've got two wing-backs covering as well. So, when people kind of whack lyrical about, oh, it's seven defenders, it's like, no, look at the actual team and what they're playing at. Well, you, you see Werner up close, week in, week out, and I guess one of the most frustrating things about him is the fact that in his locker, he does have a finish. He does have the tendency to abuse defenders, even if he's not putting the ball in the back of the net at the end of it. Mm. And we did kind of think that a year of every English fan laughing at his expense was going to come back to haunt us. And it nearly <laughs> did. About, what, about half an hour in, he had that shot, he nearly nicked past Pickford. I genuinely thought that that was it. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought you fuckers have literally... Riled him up all season. He's been rubbish <laughs> for us. He's going to come and knock us out. He's going to get a hat trick today. I had this horrible premonition in my mind. Um, but yeah. he did exactly what he's been doing all season. Brilliant. Every part happens towards the finish. Well, during the game, I watched with uh, TK and I mentioned a tweet during the game that said, This really does look like when you look at England's midfield and you look at Germany's midfield that we've got midfielders from Leeds and West Ham and they've got midfielders from, what was it, like Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. <laughs> um, was this one, TK, for you, uh, was it like that tweet where you look back after and it's like, OK, masterclass? Or what did you think of their performance? Because it seems to have been a lot different post-game to how it was during the game in terms of how it's been yeah. analysed. Yeah, there probably is a little bit of that. Um, sort of, uh, once you've got the win, that papers over any cracks. But I think they, they grew into the game, didn't they? I thought much like the, the team as a whole, I thought it was a little shaky to begin with and uh, a little passive. Obviously, we were going to be careful, but there was uh, a lot of side to side and backwards and where you accept that there's going to be more of that than adventurous passing, but there's got to be a bit of a mix and there wasn't to begin with. But, yeah, I, strangely, as once they both picked up a card, they seemed to just grow into the game. And that seemed to, I don't know, concentrate their minds or something. Because yeah, very odd, that. They, they were both great and uh, both covered some yards as well. So it, it does help that they are two likeable blokes. Like, if they were some of the English midfielders that we've got on previously, like, um, he was never going to put in a performance like this. But say Eric Dyer had the same performance. Do you <laughs> yeah. think he gets praised, or do you think we're saying like you like during, going into the next game, Henderson's got to start? Or is there anything in Southgate's mind going into this one where he should be considering mixing that up because he, he's alternated just about every position yeah. other than that like spine down the middle. Pickford has stuck in there. Centre backs have changed, but midfield two and Kane up top. I think. Like this Ukraine game was a perfect opportunity to get Bellingham and Sancho some minutes, wow. just so, just so they're not. That's bold. Jack's rotating the squad. It, it, it's bold, but give me this Ukraine team. Oh, very good, and I'm going to come out and say it now. That's. But even if, even if they weren't very good, we're talking about starting um, Dortmund wingers, starting Dortmund midfielders. So 
it'd just yeah. be a good opportunity to get the minutes which they haven't got yet. You don't want them going into a semi-final against potentially Denmark or Czech Republic cold. But no Sancho wouldn't be the first name off the bench anyway. So I don't see why giving him minutes is making too much difference. I've got to disagree with Jack. Like you, you can't, you can't Curious. be changing up the squad. Yeah, you can't be changing up the squad like that now. I, I mean, well, you know, the squad squads are built for the tournament. Like Summers, so yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but the, it's, well, you said Sancho. Yeah. You don't mess around. I'm talking more about the midfielders, but Jack's in the semis already. He's in the semis. I don't think you mess around with the lineup, uh, like just to try things out at this point in the tournament. I know it's Ukraine, but it's still like every time I'm hearing that. I feel like I'm anyone who feels Ukraine have looked good every time I've watched them. We're dragging ourselves that pod on Monday, having lost. How are we going to do this? (laughs) I mean, there's. Did, did, I actually did prefer to play Ukraine and Sweden, but that was more because Sweden make everyone they play look hideous, whereas Ukraine yeah. do have a tendency to go for it a bit more. Um, Sweden could have been like 4-0 up and then they got a player sent off and then in the last minute they just came across it, didn't they? They just mm. unlucky. They have yeah. balls well, which was doing bits, whereas he Ukraine's played like, really like Yeah, so... The, the last couple of bits before we go on to the Ukraine game was Kane did finally get a goal. Um, is that is anyone looking at that as okay? He kicks on from here, or is anyone looking at it like he had it plonked right on his head? Like it was harder to miss. Blah blah blah. I've seen I've seen strikers miss those chances for sure. I just mean is yeah. anyone is that giving people confidence, or are you still going into the next it. game? You create something for him, he will score it. That's the first time he's really, apart from in the first half, where he should have taken it first time because he's a bit of a oh, oh, That's it, still haunting me now. It, it is a little bit, and um, I, 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 I think I think that first, I, I think that what the, what that first miss in the first half is a little bit harsh. I mean, he's at full stretch. I think if he, if he gets me? a knock on, oh, he, he was it. No, if he if he was at full, if he he's at, he's at full stretch, so he's not going to get a lot of power on it. And if he does, I I think Nua saves that quite comfortably. First, I, I think trying to keep her, and then there's a touch I'm not saying I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not like the because a lot of people are saying he should have just shot first time. I don't think that shot was there. Yes, the touch should have been better, but I, I you know I don't think it's as bad as everybody's making if it out. If you were playing eleven like, aside and you missed that, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> but any but like what you're saying with Kane, I think. What every I think it, what it, it comes down to is everybody hopes that he pushes on now, um, but it's like I I still think he he didn't look great in the match. Like generally, I mean, yeah. his positioning wasn't great. His pace was like his pace. I know he's not the fastest anyway, but he just he seemed really sluggish still. Yeah. Like there were yeah. ele- <laughs> there was the one moment so, on there where the ball kind of came just past the halfway line. It looked like he was going to beat the man to it, and then he was just running through treacle all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's you know whether I mean you you got it. You can't really say you you hope that that's not like just a mental thing. Um, it's maybe just like you hope that it's just fatigue. But you know I, I don't think it. He's he got himself in a good position for that header. And Jack's right. Strikers have missed those shots, missed those chances sure, before. Um, so if it is a, I don't think it's going to be a confidence thing. So it's, you know, I think it's a lot of hope that he's going to just suddenly turn into the player that we know he is in the other in the other tournaments. 
it's you know maybe the only sort of technical element to his game is just maybe he needs to understand where he needs to be and position himself better in the with the way that the team's playing at the moment and hopefully he's got that on the team but I think it was only I can only think of two three chances in the game entirely normally you get a lot more out of him when he's playing for Spurs in terms of potential yeah. shots or shots cool. off target shots on target if we do um any kind of selection issues here we'll run through the team some are a lot easier than others um I don't think Pickford's under any kind of consideration for, for being dropped. He's the um, keeper of the tournament. We all had Dean Henderson starting ahead of him. I didn't. I didn't have him in my squad. <laughs> we, we've never questioned his arms on the pod before. <laughs> Dean, Henderson, Dean Henderson pulling out with a glute injury. That, that tells me. He's a United boy. He don't want it. Um, <laughs> but okay, there's, no, there's no question of him there. At left back, I think, no one's doubting Luke Shaw being in there, are there? There's no one saying that Trippier should be left no. back, Chilwell should come in, Saka no. at left wing back. Like he he's done his thing, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been good. Just keeping the yeah. hell away from free kicks. And Saka after that interview yesterday, <laughs> which I watched actually to hear it in person. It, it may be worse hearing it from him. Like, <laughs> I've heard of him saying like, "I wish he was like, I wish I lived closer and he was my mate more like." Him saying, I wish he was my son. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> For people I've that never heard anything like it. What, the weirdest this, thing to say. Yes, between them or something? I mean, what an argument. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine saying something like that about your mate at 11 aside, like in a normal, <laughs> and then you would never heard the end of it. Yeah. I wish you were my son. Do, does, Kieran Trippier, does Kieran Trippier have a son? Trippier? We're on, we're on shore. Oh, it was Shaw that said it, was it? I thought it was, yeah. for some reason, I thought it was Trippier that said that. No, oh. does Luke Shaw have a son? Because that doesn't make him look good. He may well do. I mean, Trippier's half major his mind. He's just always there. On the left back in particular. It was the same just I did say he was there. Um, all right, so in terms of uh, formation, what do we think he's going to stick with? So you, Ukraine... Played four at the back for every game until they played Sweden, and then they switched to a five at the back, assuming that they were worried about uh, their defensive aspects there. So I would imagine they're not going to change that up, particularly after getting a win. So I think we can assume they're going to go five at the back. Do you think we should stick with the five after doing it against Germany, or do you think we should revert it, back to the four? It, it's difficult because a lot of positivity has been thrown at how we set up against Germany, um, but it's. Like even the players came out and said it themselves after the match. It was kind of like they set up differently to counteract what Germany were doing. So we're not going to play well, that's them my again. Point, that Ukraine are going to play the same formation. Yeah, I, I think, think they matched up well. So playing and then trying to stop us than the other way around. So I think I would probably go back to a back four. Personally. Well, do you not remember though? Andy Robertson seems to have the reign of the pitch against us when he was wing back in a four. I'm not saying they have Andy Robertson at the back, but that did kind of expose what can happen when you do have a five against a four. That is true. I think as we look at five well, back they, negatively, they... but really, if if we're not under pressure, it also releases the full backs to go forwards as well. That's so it, it yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk of freedom. It. There's a lot of talk of it if it's more like a three-four-three three formation that can switch into a defensive and an offensive. Mode. I, I guess that's why you, you have Carl Walker in the team, isn't it? For that pace to get you yeah. out of trouble. Well, yeah, so yeah. Possession-wise, 
it was 53 to 47 in Germany's favour. So it's not like we were dominated on the ball. I think both teams had their kind of spells. And so I don't look at it as us going into the game with Ukraine and thinking that we can't dominate the ball with us having a five. I think it, it he may, as uh, Jack's alluded to, he may feel that he changes the personnel and has more of a ball player in there. But I don't think he changes it early on. I think this is clearly the team that he likes. The big question is whether Grealish gets the start. And this is the big talking point again going into this game. Has he done himself a disservice by performing off the bench? In, <laughs> I think I know Giroud spoke about that Chelsea. He was like, it's, it's actually working against me by the fact that I, he was scoring coming off the bench. Do you think, think Southgate looks at Grealish like that? I think because of his little bit of lack of pace, he's so creative that when he comes on 60, on 60 minutes with half an hour left, he's against some tired legs and tired minds. He finds more space. Can you imagine, like, you see him lining, you see him lining up, you know you're going to get him coming running at you, and you're knackered, you don't, you're just not going to want it as much. Uh, whereas it's just pure pace, you can just show them down the line. Yeah, so even in, in essence, yeah, you, you might be right that if you, I would even, be more confident bringing him on at sixty minutes, knowing that he's going to come on to find those gaps and exploit those gaps. Even if I wasn't a soccer fanboy, which and there's no point me pretending I'm not, um, even just a player of his profile is what you've just said there. The fact that. You stretch them and it's like they, like you have an NFL where you keep running the ball and on the basis that when it gets time for the fourth quarter, that defence is knackered and then you can start stretching the play. Mm. And whether it's Saka, I don't know if it's something with Sancho for me. I don't look at him, I don't see him as looking that fast when he runs, but obviously he's, he's quicker than Grealish, I'd imagine. Are we talking about are we talking about like Grealish being a straight swap for Saka here? That's the only because well, I'm, I'm Sterling, assuming that yeah, Sterling, Sterling is definitely I'm not coming sure. out. Well, even it's, if it's stuck on, it, it wouldn't I be Saka because it'd be, Grealish has to play like the inside left. The, the thing, yeah, the thing, exactly, the thing. But when you look at most people's kind of who's coming in, who's coming out, people are saying, well, you shift Sterling over to the right, and his effectiveness. Yeah. If you just look at this, the stats, his effectiveness drops significantly when he switches to the right hand side over the left. The I thing don't... the thing with Saka the thing with Saka in the game against Germany, which is why I think he sh- he should start ahead of Grealish and maybe Grealish comes off the bench as well, is that he those early that first sort of fifteen, twenty minutes of where we were on the back foot and we looked ropey, Saka was the only one who was sort of able to sort of push back against them and penetrate their back line quite a bit. Yeah. That little bit of that little that I mean it, like that's quite a bit of a crucial element to his game in terms of he wasn't afraid to try and get us in it because if we didn't have that little bit of momentum building, it's very it's very likely that we wouldn't have gained some level of control in the match. I mean, you could tell that his confidence was there even when we were up against it because we looked we looked it was worrying that first fifteen minutes especially it was really worrying. I think having him in the start and then bringing in Grealish once you've established that area of control and you understand how the game's coming out playing out then that's the way you want to go he's pretty much the opposite of Grealish in terms of way of playing Grealish is a guy that will go to the side to get around you whereas Saka is just Rex in Toy Story 2 using his head to barrel the door down <laughs> is it... I know I've kind of said yeah, on here think about can, um... sorry go on I was just going to say I don't think you can really justify taking the energy out 
when no. when we need we sort of need that for the first 50 60 minutes Saka was sort of the, the guy to go to for that he hasn't so, bowed down to the pressure before in terms of selection either has he like in the first game when people wanted Grealish to come on earlier second game they wanted uh, Sancho to be getting on before Saka he he very much kind of is close to the outside world isn't he Southgate he he knows what he has in his team If if we were to win the tournament, like okay, if we were to get to the semi final, are we taking the disgusting tag off Southgate or are we leaving it on? No, I think this is proven that we all know absolutely fuck all about football. <laughs> no, I think he's, he's still he's disgusting for now. <laughs> I want it on record. Did, I've never called him disgusting. I did listen to the. Uh, the chants being sung before the Columbia game and like in my head I was singing along which I didn't like um, maybe I'll just sing whole again while everyone sings the Southgate song I, I just think like to beat the Germans in a knockout game for the first Huge. 66 that is just that's worth losing that tag all by itself <laughs> that's that's all he wants this whole tournament he doesn't care about the trophies <laughs> on spitballing pod they just stop calling me disgusting <laughs> yeah. The thing is, as well, can I just like clean up like everybody's opinion on this? Like, as I was watching the game, I had like certain family members saying this is the worst German team they've ever seen, sort of like downplaying the the strength of the victory. I'm sorry, but I would say at the least the t- the squads were 50-50 in terms of ability and talent in there. You could make an argument that Germany's is slightly better in terms of proven talents in there that have won things. I don't like like won things on an international. Too. Yeah, I just thought like, a lot of people have sort of been talking down Germany as if we just didn't actually live up to expectation for once. Yeah. I just said, Alex, I don't know if you have to be back in your office at half past, because it is half past. Oh, shit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, boys. That's <laughs> all right. Let's just uh, let you know so you aren't, uh, aren't uh, missing the game next time being kept in work. Um, I've only got a couple of more things to ask you. Um, going into this game, in terms of confidence, I said before about kind of as if we're taking it easy. I assume no one's predicting us to lose this, like perhaps the Germany game in the back of your head, the confidence wasn't there. The it, confidence. This, this is the first game of the tournament where I haven't gone in thinking there's a chance we could lose this. Oh, Even in the group stage, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's damning. I feel like Jack's doing everything. Like he's got like all your German family members. Do they have something pressed to your head right, right now? Like, <laughs> the jinx, the jinx button. Yeah, like. <laughs> You better say this or I'm pulling the trigger now. Um, Football's Coming Home uh, has always been the international song for England. Vindaloo seems to have come into its own uh, this tournament around. I I don't know what... World in Motion has charmed me this tournament. I can't get John Barnes' rap out of my head. Excellent. Excellent. It's legitimately like glued in. (laughs) I mean, if you look now at the at this Skype chat, I have named it as uh, singing for England, England, and John Barnes. <laughs> Anytime that he's been put on TV in the last couple of years, where it's usually not painting him in a good light, <laughs> he should just end the show doing the rap at the end of it, and people would just forget anything bad he said. <laughs> like Liam Neeson going around saying, yeah, I was going out of my cosh. And him going out to defend him, people are like, what is John Barnes doing here? If he just turned to the camera, you got to hold. What was he saying before that? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Liam Neeson? I'm on board with Barnes here. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm 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 fully pumped for this. In terms of the Muller miss, at what point did everyone see their life flash before their eyes? And where were you actually positioned? In, in 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 relation to this, Sam, were you behind the goal? Were you other end? I was in the corner at the other end, so England's were attacking my half, the second half. So did it look sort of, worse from your angle? I could see I was probably to the left behind Muller, and I could sort of see him going through, and just everyone's heads just dropped yeah. around us. And I had like, that perfect of when view that of Sterling shot. watching yeah. it go through, and uh, yeah, it was just one of those heart and mouth moments I still don't know why John Stones didn't close it down it was like baffling um, yeah I wondered from from your angle if there was a point where it looked like it was nestling in the corner because I've watched it now about 20 times and each time I'm still convinced that it's finding that bottom corner yeah. I it celebrated off, it? you celebrated I celebrated in missing it like we oh, okay. thought, like I was running around going crazy <laughs> Have you seen that clip of uh, the England fans in the yeah, German park watching it? <laughs> Unreal. Um, I know we, we, we've done some interviews on the podcast where we've looked at it before and you're trying to explain it and you're like, you know, you know, they played this kind of like little role in this film. They were in it for about 10 minutes. Do you reckon we can get that German girl on the podcast? Like her I mean, just share her thoughts with us. I, I mean, if you want to go and start... DMing young girls. Yeah. Well, I, was, I, I thought your German connections would be able to set this up for us. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Translation issues, yeah, I assume. Yeah. That's the only barrier. We'll send the invite and we'll get some scaffolder from Southampton and, uh, with like screenshots. <laughs> we should have just asked your bird if you would have mind pretending and we would have acted like we had the biggest scoop in the world <laughs> alright um, so we're confident going in I won't ask for a score prediction because I, I do think that will almost certainly jinx it uh, I'll just ask you all I asked TK on Monday's podcast would this be the biggest win of our lifetimes for an England team did it feel like that to any of you yeah it did that, yeah. Felt, like the, that felt like the semi-final because of the run that we've got afterwards. That's the biggest oh. knockout game I've seen in the world. <laughs> I hate that you keep saying this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was the Columbia equivalent, good. wasn't it? I'm, I'm it trying was to the... think of a bigger knockout game I've seen England win personally. And I, I can't think of no, it. No, no. It was the Columbia equivalent of the World Cup, wasn't it, in terms of like you can start believing after you've seen that happen. Yeah, I guess like 2 0 against the Germans or on penalties against Columbia. It just bodes a lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there we go. Hopefully that's given people a little something to just get stuck into before uh, tomorrow's kickoff. What are your plans for the game tomorrow, Jack? Where are you off to? Back watching it down the cricket club, as it was. I've got this uh, screen and a projector from work and we've got this marquee, so we just stick it out there. And... Oh, so you're the facilitator. Get it, get it rocking, yeah. Um, I don't know what Alex is doing I think he is watching it with his bird still which is a black mark for me but um, we'll leave him to it uh, I'll be watching with uh, Sam and TK so hopefully uh, things do go to plan 
Sam, do you want to do the John Barnes rap for us to see us off? <laughs> uh, no, I'll pass on that one. All right, well, uh, I'll get some chance uh, sprinkled into this pod, but uh, we do have to get back to work now. We've uh, taken our lunch breaks to uh, get this content out for the faithful listeners. Jack, hopefully we'll see you again on Monday's podcast uh, in, a, in a positive mood after what we've seen this weekend, but who knows? Yeah. And uh, come on, England, I guess. Adios. <laughs>